0: Welcome to My So-Called 90s Podcast, where we recap 90s television shows that you all miss.
1: This season, we'll be discussing everyone's favorite, My So-Called Life, starring Claire
0: Danes and Jared Leto. Come with us as we recap and remember (laughs) My So-Called Life. ready hey katie well, what are you drinking i'm drinking a mimosa mm. with mostly prosecco <laughs> uh negroni spagliato stunning yeah with a little <laughs> bit of prosecco you know what i'm saying mm. who are those girls who said that
1: they're from game of thrones uh, house, of Dra- house of the dragon a show i don't watch oh it's ridiculous
0: do you like it is it gonna show yeah okay she doesn't out. like
1: Game of Thrones. Shout
0: out Game of Thrones. <laughs> I don't know. I hear everyone likes it. And um I just don't have any I, I don't have any like connection to it. I have no idea what I would like about it. So I just don't watch it. I know it's not a great reason, you know?
1: You look disappointed. Yeah, I'm just uh just thinking about our friendship. You are? Uh <laughs> Oh, shit. Yeah. I mean, I just don't understand people who don't like Game of Thrones. So i like, I'm not sure how much in common we have. I mean,
0: I think maybe like everything else. <laughs> All
1: right. Let's get into it.
0: Let's start with how was your so-called life this week? <laughs> How's your life going?
1: Uh, can we cue the Cranberries? Which song? Oh my! my. I'm gonna do that in every episode. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, My it was my so-called life this week was great. My so-called life, literally my life. You were in New York. I went to New York for my birthday. And so, do you miss it? Do I miss New York City? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Because there's so many annoying things about it that I have a hard time. I just have a hard time.
1: putting up with it
0: maybe i i have i don't know what my feelings are
1: isn't that part of the charm you know yeah like isn't it charming when you see someone take a shit in a park are you like god damn it this city is full of charm on every corner well i
0: i do (laughs) love a city where you know things happen that don't just happen everywhere else you know here's how my life's going every time the weekend comes i'm like thank god Let's go party and then I hate myself on Monday. And it's Sunday so I'm start- I'm getting ready to hate myself, <laughs> you know? What do you do to prepare for for Monday? Yeah,
1: to like hate yourself. Oh, well, uh, a lot of looking in the mirror. <laughs> <laughs> like self app, do you give your like you say like self affirmations? I'm good enough. <laughs> that. Yeah, and it
0: never works. Oh. yeah.
1: Anyway, I do miss New York City. You know what I miss about New York City is Broadway shows. Oh. But you don't you're not into theater,
0: huh? It's not that I'm not into it. I'm maybe just not as into it. Because yeah, you know, it can be annoying.
1: <laughs> um, no. Also, I feel like when you live in New York City, you're like apart, you're all you have access to things that um yeah, you do. To, like, shows and things like that that other people in other states don't have that are only going to be in New York City and you just feel like you're a part of, like, something. What did you go see? Well, I don't know. Like, for example, I saw, like, um, I saw, like, Cecily Strong and it was an off Broadway reproduction of that um, Life on whatever that show was, something on some earth.
0: <laughs> I saw Cecily Strong in a show, I believe I got tickets to it through the magnet or something, like they needed to sell more seats. And they were just people reading lines from celebrities' autobiographies. Oh, so Cecily Strong, see? she she read Celine Dion's autobiography in Celine Dion's voice. And there was a crazy,
1: she told a crazy story
0: about a dolphin. It was
1: hilarious. Yeah, see? Uh, the name of the show is "The Search for Signs of Intelligent Life in the Universe." Uh, it's a one-woman show. She's the only.
0: Who wrote it? Not her.
1: Not her. No, no. It okay. was originally performed by Lily Tomlin. So, oh. Okay. So big shoes to fill, and it was cute, and she's really great. So bye, Cecily from SNL. Um, but no, and then I saw like John Mulaney's first run. Oh hello. Of, sh- of shows, no, I didn't see that sadly. Uh, when he came back after, you know, he had some trouble life stuff and he started doing stand up oh, again and he at that point started performing again. And so I saw like one of his very first shows there. And so like you can just you just like feel like you're I think cool. that's I think that's why I moved
0: there initially. And it just I never um well I guess I got over that. Really? I mean it just didn't outweigh everything else.
1: I think the I think for me the main drawback of living in New York City is the apartments. Yeah, and I renting. T- I, there. I that's
0: what I my mind just went there. I was like if I went back where would I live that I could like stand and the commute wouldn't be like so bad.
1: Yeah, it's tough. Yeah. Um and you're not spending you know, yeah, a few grand on a 400 square foot shit place on a shit street, you know?
0: Yeah. Well, this girl at my job was talking about how her friends move into New York and she got a place that is in Manhattan and it's going to be $3,000 a month. Isn't that a good deal? That's what she said.
1: Well, what, what street and uh, that's what, what know, how big is it? A studio? right? right. Like
0: I was like, um What part of town? And mm-hmm. they thought it was um, a real hip hit part of town, which was what, or you can't remember? I don't think this girl knew New York City. This well, girl me was what, talking what about. What part of town? town is- I just, I think I guessed. um You know, in Union Square, not Union Square, but somewhere around 14th Street, either on the East Side or the West Side. And I'm thinking, if I live in the East Village, I'm gonna go out every night.
1: Yeah, that's a big party area. But so she young, I'm spending so she's young, so even more money. Than-
0: yeah she's young
1: also if she's i guarantee three thousand dollars a month that in the east village it's probably a shithole studio uh on a not so great block
0: yeah with with no um, ac i dated a guy who lived in the east village and had a window into like the air shaft you know you could hear rats in there in the morning just like digging through garbage and shit and he was like, "Oh man, I love living in this part of town." And I was like, "Yeah, it's pretty convenient, but
1: it's disgusting." <laughs> uh, actually, it's not. I feel like it's not that. Com- well, I don't know. But I lived in the Upper East Side for a little bit, and um, I lived Ooh, on fancy. No, it wasn't. Okay. Uh, uh, it was a. Uh, it was like 83rd, and it's a nice street, and like that area had a ton a ton of restaurants and bars but because of all those restaurants and bars it was like rat city mm. I mean I would take my dogs out and I'd have to like pause for rats to like cross the, the sidewalk oh my god at certain times when like the trash was out and we'd wow. be like walking and you could like hear movement and see movement in the bags and you'd be like Boo. and you could like hear them fighting I mean they basically owned that block It yeah. was gross yeah but then I lived in like Um, parts of Brooklyn, where I didn't experience that. So it just depends, I think, what street you're on.
0: I Yeah, I think I would not live in Manhattan.
1: Yeah, But, you know... I feel like people need to experience it. If you're going to move to New York City, maybe experience living in Manhattan. Yeah, I
0: did experience that.
1: Yeah, I don't think it's great, in my opinion. Unless you have a shit ton of money, I just don't think it's worth it. I don't either. I like the Upper West Side, but there's nothing... I could never afford to even live there unless I want to live in a box exactly shoe box um so yes, I miss it and um yeah. <laughs> I mean, do you prefer Colorado over New York City um, yeah, um,
0: and I am thinking about location and commute. logistics of commuting. I'm really just thinking logistics. And so I like that. Um, and then last night you said something about how people in New York are easier to talk to or something. And I was like, I think that might be true. I think it is. So, um, that just kind of makes me sad that
1: we live here, (laughs) you know, I mean, that's not to say there aren't great people here, but there's just a different Energy there, and people just have like different.
0: And when you're talking to strangers, different. yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, which you know you need to be
0: doing. We all need to be talking to strangers. Yeah, get get out there, get out there, and make some friends, meet your next husband or wife. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. Yeah. So speaking of husbands, this episode of my so-called life is called father figures. And you know what that makes me think of? Have you heard that George Michael song where he's like, I, I will be your father, father figure. figure. You can call me any time of day. <laughs> I don't know what that song is about. Um, Doesn't it seem like it's, it's not about literal dads, though? I don't think so. Okay, so this episode is about everyone's fathers. And, you know, it's real cute how they tie it all together with all the characters. Yeah, It's awfully convenient, you know, in this episode, Angela's going through her feelings for her dad are changing. And then that's exactly what's happening to her mom, Patty, too.
1: Yeah. So instead of like, you know, when you're younger and it's hard for me because I didn't experience this growing up. You You didn't have a father. I mean, I had a I had a stepdad, but it wasn't.
0: No, I know. Well, okay. So something weird about this show is that everybody's kissing their dad. Yeah, but is that normal? And we,
1: but I feel like maybe that's normal, and we just didn't have that. It's common for dads to not show affection. Yeah, they just don't know how. Some dads, but then there are some dads who. So for me, this was this is some of the things that happened. Her awkward or uncomfortable but then i'm like well maybe that's just because i am not i was not used to that growing up right um
0: yeah and me neither even if i did have a dad we weren't hugging and kissing all the time okay so the episode starts off um we're looking at angela's room and there's a lot of childish things in there so then we see a young angela run down the stairs and be really excited that her dad just got home
1: and it's a young kaylee cuoco
0: right could you even tell looking at her no
1: I couldn't either I mean I wouldn't have noticed had I not known that it was her but because I knew it was her I did I mean you can see a little bit should I Should I do like ASMR <laughs> uh, ASMR
0: bad. really freaks me out well, I, I don't think we like talked it. about it yeah um, okay
1: you're getting really tired <laughs> <laughs>
0: that wasn't good
1: that would scare people
0: What's funny is now that we have this equipment, we could maybe try to begin a career in ASMR. (laughs) Is
1: that what you aspire to do? No, but doesn't it sound easy? We just like say things? Yeah, and then you take your
0: nails and you run them over the microphone. Are they going (laughs) this? We flash back then to present time and Angela and Rayanne are watching... The dad come in from work, but they don't say hi. They're not excited. They just kind of go back into the kitchen. Ricky's going to leave for the bus. He kisses them both on the cheek, which is super cute. Then he says hi to the dad, and then neither of them know what to say, so he says, bye. Well, bye. <laughs> and and then the dad's like, bye. <laughs> and then um, Rayanne is just in the kitchen, like, watching, and she's giving Angela a play-by-play, and she's like, oh, they're talking. Oh, They're exchanging fashion tips, Um, and then Angela's dad comes in, and they're like, "Uh, this is what I wrote. Rayanne and Angela's dad are flirting.
1: And it's so uncomfortable.
0: It's weird. It's weird. Um, So I guess he's like teaching her to cook fritters, so she's over by... The stove and he's like kind of hovering over her like telling her what to do and she's having a really great time. Angela's back in the corner just kind of acting weird. And then, um, you know, because it's making her uncomfortable too. And then her dad tries to give her a kiss on the cheek, and she complains about his stubble. So thus we begin the stubble and the kissing
1: and the. we hear about stubble a lot. I yeah, uh, I do want to say something. I wrote this down, and I because I was going to ask when Ricky leaves, and they like all kiss each other goodbye. Did, when you were that age, did you like kiss your friends goodbye like that? No, but did you have a gay friend?
0: No, I didn't either. I think it might be a gay friend thing.
1: Uh, what? They're the same. I don't think the. I don't think so.
0: I don't know. I guess I felt like okay. So maybe they are just kind of trying to show. No, but because all just, like, everyone's so affectionate. Everyone on yeah. the show is affectionate. Mm-hmm. I was like, he's. They're like juxtaposing Ricky with the dads. Um. But then I was like, well, they're all the same though. They're all kissing each other. They're not like, Ricky's not like more affectionate than the dads. You know.
1: No, I didn't kiss my friends goodbye. No, I barely hugged. Are. I barely hugged my friends. I'm yeah. still barely hug my friends. Yeah. I don't like touching people.
0: I don't either. Unless um... they're cu- cute guys. <laughs> okay, let's move on. Okay. Um, so, Ryan is going on about how she can be hypnotized by food or something. And that's when the dad, Graham, says, Hypnotized by food could be my Indian name. <laughs> uh, a little
1: racist. This was at the time, though, I think, that, like, Dances with Wolves. Dancing with Wolves.
0: No, Dances with Wolves is what it's called because Kevin Costner's character is named Dances with Wolves because it's, like, an action that he does. She's Googling it.
1: Oh, you're right. It is Dances with Wolves. (laughs) Yeah.
0: So I think... Like, this is just, like, kind of a pop culture reference to that. What
1: year was that movie? Also, Last of the Mohicans was probably fairly recent, too. Yeah, and, you know, they do have... 1990 was Dances with Wolves. Okay. I think Last of the Mohicans was in the 80s. This- oh, 92. So maybe this was, like, this a This was weird- a pop culture thing. Yeah, but still... It's a weird thing to say.
0: It's weird. Okay. So... Um, then we cut and the dad, sorry, Graham, he's on the phone. He's talking to someone about how he got two tickets to the dead concert. Rayanne is like so excited by this. Um, she like can't believe that Angela's dad is interested in the dead, the dead. And it kind of creates another like, oh, Rayanne has a crush on Angela's dad. Rayanne is all like, my mom loves the Grateful Dead. So that must be why me and Angela get along so well. We have all these things in common. And Angela's like, I don't like the Grateful Dead. Um, Just more flirting, basically, for Rayanne and Graham. Then Angela says in voiceover, when you stop trusting someone, you wish they would do something bad so you could really have a reason to not trust them. That's paraphrased. I paraphrased that. But she's, like, letting us know that she's already kind of mad at her dad. And the note I wrote was, like, does she know about that other woman? Because it's, like, she didn't acknowledge it until now. Well, she heard that, like, a weird phone call, right? Um, Yeah, I guess so. And I guess I didn't see her have any feeling about it. But it's, like, okay, it did leave a mark. uh,
1: I also wanted to – I. Notice that like everyone's sort of hair is different and like there's something I feel like they like took a oh, break. It oh, grow- it's longer. Yeah. And they, and Angela kind of looks older. Did they take a break between filming the, the like the first three yes. episodes? Okay. I think one? it was
0: in this video I watched where AJ Langer who plays Ann, is doing the interview about how, how she married a Duke or an Earl. She mm-hmm. married an Earl. Mm-hmm. And they do ask her some my so-called life questions and she says, well, it was interesting because we made the pilot and then we took a break because they had to shop the pilot around. Yeah, I knew that. Then ABC ordered a few episodes. Oh, just a few. Yes. That's why. And frequently shows like this while they're airing, they will get put in a different order. Which, honestly, I think
1: that this episode was out of order.
0: I think so, too. That's why yeah. everyone looks so different. Especially Jordan Catalano's His hair, hair is all like changing all the
1: time. Mm-hmm. And Angela looks different. Yeah. Rianne looks the same. Ricky looks the same. Because they look seem to be the older. Same. But the, everyone else looks different. <laughs> like, yeah. It's weird. Okay. Good to know. Also, Jordan was like barely in this episode. And the moment that he was, it was a weird interaction. Like a weird. Yeah. It didn't They acknowledge- barely even acknowledged that he was there. So it was or weird. Or that last week he said, I don't yeah. have any feelings for so you. So definitely out of order because she wasn't even talking about this weird comment from him saying no. that he's like, I'm not even into you like that. Yeah. Which any girl definitely would have been talking about it. Like,
0: what? Yeah. For or- like weeks. Uh, you know, at least saying something in the voiceover about how weird it is now to have to work yeah, with Jordan. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So Angela's mom comes home. She has to speak to Graham in the other room. And Graham just starts off with, Hey, you know, Rayanne isn't a bad kid. And the mom's like, fine, I don't care. We got a really upsetting letter today. And the dad goes, oh, man. <laughs> it's just a funny reaction to me. So their company's being audited. Um, uh, Patty's dad was the owner of the company, but then he got sick. So Patty became in charge. So she's like, my dad is going to come over and help me with it. Um, because it is for the year that she took over the business. is all like, I don't want your dad to come over. Blah, he's annoyed. Angela comes in and she's like, oh, you're being audited. Is that cause you lied about something? <laughs> cause she's mad at her dad. Uh, Graham notices a tone that Angela has with him Um, and he talks about it with Patty and he says it's silent contempt and Patty says no she adores you Patty has dibs on the silent contempt you know
1: well the thing is is that he doesn't know that she like knows knows and the and the reason isn't because she's like a hormonal teenager and is like oh Dan I don't want to hang out with you anymore it's because she genuinely thinks that her dad is lying about something but he doesn't know that. Um and uh it is true that when you like have a feeling that someone is lying about something that you're like I have to figure it out or I'm going to like like I have to find something to like validate what I'm you know what I think
0: Yeah is going like on. how like, she said w- yeah, she's she starting to feel resentful of him but then she like really has no concrete evidence of why she just mm-hmm. kind of suspects that he's been talking to some younger woman Yeah so then Graham and Danielle are reading a book on the couch, like Danielle sitting in his lap. And she's like, oh, dad, I love it when you don't shave.
1: Creepy.
0: Ugh. Ugh, gross. Um, then Patty's dad comes over. I also sometimes refer to him as grandpa. <laughs> I don't know what his name is. <laughs> I don't either. He looks at the return and he says um, he's never been audited. Patty insists that they pick people at random, you know? So then Patty also says, when a small business takes a large deduction, which would be the car that grandpa bought, it was an 87% deduction. And um, anyways, he's disinterested by this because he's like, though, the, the car's for the business. Anyways, and then he goes to greet Angela. Angela hugs him a lot. And uh, everyone seems jealous, is what I wrote. And he's all like, You got so big and you don't jump on me anymore like your sister does. Once again, we were creeped out. <laughs> so then we're at school. Rayanne says that Angela's dad is attractive. <laughs> um, she says, Don't leave me alone with him. <laughs> oh my god. Did Ricky, you have friends?
1: Did, did you have friends who you were like, your dad is hot? I actually don't think my dad was hot. No, I mean, did oh, you did have we talk? Yeah. Where th- no. you thought their dad was hot? No. Yeah, no, gross.
0: I was never going after older guys like that. Ew, that's, I just, well, okay, so part of it is Rayanne has like no father figure. She has daddy issues. Yeah. So this is kind of a heavy handed way <laughs> to be like, yeah. oh, Rayanne just like, she probably just
1: wants a dad, you know? Yeah. And it's a so let's make her be attracted to Angela's dad. That makes sense. Well, yeah, you
0: get confused. <laughs> Ricky says that he had a weird interaction with the dad. And <laughs> Rayanne just keeps going on. She's like, you know, it's not just physical, he's like nice. And Angela says to us in voiceover when someone compliments your parents, there's like nothing to say, it's like a stun gun to your brain. And then Ricky says he also likes the dad's stubble. So weird. Okay, then we're back at home, and Danielle's on the phone being like, we're being audited.
1: She's so cool. I
0: I wrote, how embarrassing. Graham and Patty, they're working on the taxes. Um... Graham says, where's Angela? She says, locked in her room with Rayanne. She hasn't said two words to either of them. They have a time book to meet with the IRS. Graham says, it's easy to remember because it's the same day as the Dead concert. And then Patty gets mad. You know, you can't go to that concert on the day we're getting audited. Um, So Graham goes up to their room and says like, oh, hey, Rayanne, your mom's here. Um... And which day is your mom going to see the dead? She says Thursday. Dad asks if they'd want to go. He's got to get rid of these tickets, and Rayanne is super excited. Angela just says sure. Rayanne hugs Graham, and then she leaves. Angela asks where the tickets are, and he gives them to her. They hardly say anything, and then he leaves. Just a weird interaction. Patty found some receipts. She's going through them on the bed. I said, gross. (laughs) Gross. (laughs) Wait, why gross? Why are you playing with all this old paper in your bed? Do you think that's gross? I thought it was kind of gross. I would probably do it, though. Is
1: it like dusty paper?
0: Yeah, when you have receipts that you've kept. I don't know. My dog walks around
1: outside and then jumps up on my bed. That's true. I love her.
0: Graham has decided he will skip the concert. He gave the tickets to Angela and Rayanne. Patty says clearly she won't like that. You know, she's like, clearly I don't like that. And he's like, well, Ryan's mom is going? And then Patty says, of course. And Heidi Fleiss is probably meeting her there. That doesn't mean that Angela should go. It's a school night. Could you have had a more terrible idea? It's just so dramatic. You yeah. Know? Uh, so then they're lying awake in bed. Patty's ashamed of being bad and the government is grounding her. That's what she says. Graham is preoccupied with Angela being weird. Then Graham turns on the Tonight Show and Patty's like, Oh, I miss Johnny. <laughs> so I guess this is when they had just gotten Jay Leno. Oh yeah. Patty is going to take her dad to lunch. Um she mentions it's gonna be this new place with all the non-fat cooking. Then we cut to the lunch and the dad's eating chili fries. So they clearly went somewhere else. Then he hands her like a driving log and she's impressed. He's like, yeah, I logged all the drives I had with the business car. Uh, He's spoken to the IRS agent and she has no problem with them not using an accountant. And Patty's like, of course she has no problem with that. That's what they want. They're like setting us up. But he's all like, I can handle this, and I cannot handle my daughter telling me what to do. Um, there are, all these kids are in a classroom, and they're just playing music, and there's no teacher there. And I guess the guidance counselor sees this, so she comes in, and she's like, who's been teaching this class? And they say,
1: Mr. Rinaldi. I like how the people at the school didn't know that... Yeah, can you believe it? No one was teaching that class, or that the teacher had left. And they're like, What?
0: Yeah, because she's like, this is an English class, and Mr. Rinaldi teaches Spanish. Yeah. So she's like, well, what did he teach you? And they're like, well, he showed a movie. The movie he showed was Alive,
1: which we both watched yeah. in high school. I don't remember why. I feel like it was like a, one of those days where it was like, well, we don't have anything planned. We're going to throw in this movie.
0: Yeah. It, um, might, it may have been like
1: a substitute. But there was a book, so... But I didn't, we didn't read the book, so I don't know.
0: I think this was um, an important movie. Because, do you remember what happened? Yeah, are you being facetious? Because I actually really like that movie. I know, but all I can think about is how they get stranded and then they have to they eat, eat people. people.
1: I, I can, like, see it, like, vividly in my head still, some Me of too. the scenes where they're, like, having to cut, take the bodies and they're, like, frozen, so mm-hmm. they have to cut the pieces. And then yep. they make water by, like, using the sun, reflecting on some pieces of the plane. And then, um, yeah, they have to eat eat people and it just
0: Ooh, and it was a true story I know and they got rescued right mm-hmm, that's eventually. how they know that
1: they had to eat people but yeah I think otherwise <laughs> they got rescued <laughs> uh, they I can't remember who, how many people survived I, uh, but I do remember that movie really well except for that part
0: do you remember thinking it was good yeah okay I
1: don't remember what I thought I wonder I'm gonna rewatch it cool
0: <laughs> let us know if it's podcast worthy okay <laughs> This teacher is going to make them all write three sentences about the movie and then, and she's gonna pair them up. Dude, is in
1: that movie? Who? Well, Ethan Hawke, John Malkovich. Oh, Josh Lucas. Who's that? You know who Josh Lucas is. Show me his pick. Oh, he's cute. Well, how old? He must have been so young.
0: Yeah, he must have been like like 20. Like a child. So, she pairs them up. We know, clearly, Angela will be paired with Jordan. Um, Although, I did make a note last week was the week when Jordan said he didn't like her. But they make no mention of this. Mm -hmm. So, Angela tells us in her voiceover, I couldn't believe Jordan Catalano was trying to diagram my sentences. His sentences were really short. So, when do we find out that Jordan can't read? Uh, I don't
1: know. It's got to be soon. Do you think he could kind of read? Yeah. Okay. He's writing short sentence sentences. Okay.
0: I only have a little inkling of how you find out that Jordan can't read. And it's like Angela writes him a note, right? Oh yeah. That's right. And then she's like, "How come he's not reacting to the note?" Okay, sh- let's we'll talk about it only. We... I know. Okay. Um, <laughs> so she gets she gets out the tickets to just like casually show Jordan. I know she just like
1: flashes them, so you know he. So if he looks over, he can see them.
0: And she's like, "Well, oh, I got these tickets, but so I don't really like the Grateful Dead that much." And then she's she says to us, "You know how the last thing you said just echoes in your brain and sounds so stupid, <laughs> and then you have to
1: say something to like erase that?" Yeah, I feel that. Sometimes. I feel that all the time. Yeah. I'm like, especially talking to a boy oh, yeah. all the time
0: dumb boys so then she's like well i do owe you 30 dollars um for the fake id he says well you could scalp your dead tickets uh she's like who would buy them but i guess she basically sells them to jordan to scalp um so then in the bathroom rayanne is all like you scalp
1: the tickets that's fucked up Angela, so selfish over Jordan Catalano. Um, you think? Yes. Yeah. Were you? Did you do things for because you were so into a guy that uh, that you can remember that were like really self, like just without considering well, would, anyone like piss off your friend because you, now you can't go to this concert. Yeah, something like that. Probably. Yeah. Can you remember? I can't remember anything specific, but I'm sure. Yeah. I mean, I was like, oh, do. We-
0: <laughs> so Angela kind of makes an argument about how Rayanne says, you know, they should be figuring out how to make money. And Rayanne's like, I don't care about money. You know, um, people don't sell Grateful Dead tickets. They give them away. And your
1: dad gave us them.
0: Oh, including me.
1: Also, there were people, there were two girls smoking in that bathroom. Did people smoke in the bathroom at your high school? No,
0: Me They would get caught. Yeah. This sure. was such a 90s trope, though. Yeah. Like many of these scenes are very dangerous minds. Remember that yeah. movie? Yeah. Where they're like, Michelle Pfeiffer, <laughs> she's going to go into an inner city school. And Coolio. Everyone... Was yeah. it
1: Coolio? <laughs> I
0: think he was just the soundtrack, though. He I,
1: wasn't in I it. I think was he was in it. Was he one of Wait the Wait a minute. I'm just thinking of the... The music uh, video. Yeah.
0: Tell me why You're right. are we...
1: are right. He wasn't so
0: blind to see. So Ricky's like, so why did you sell them? Was it just to talk to Jordan? And she says no, but she also doesn't know why. <laughs> um, so then they're back at home and Patty's upset about the IRS meeting. Just another scene in this show where Patty's upset. And she's talking to her dad about it on the phone. Um, later on in bed, she says she's scared. Graham says, prison's not that bad. (laughs) Um, She's like, well, all the books say not to have the IRS agent over to your house, but that's what her dad wants to do. Graham tries to initiate sex. (laughs) And she just kind of wants to talk about the awful lunch they had and how she becomes an eight-year-old around him. And then she says, is my rotten day foreplay for you? And he's like, I like it when you need me. Gross. Ugh. Um, So then Angela is like tipping, tipping, towing down the stairs. It's late at night. She looks inside her dad's briefcase. Uh, Danielle catches her and she's like, get out of here, Danielle. Fucking annoying. And Danielle just leaves. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. She tells us um, she doesn't know what she was looking for, but some kind of proof of why she could hate her dad. He does come down the stairs and catch her. And she just says she lost part of her homework. He's like, did you find it? And she's like, no. And then she goes to bed. Um, then in the next scene, the IRS agent shows up. Um, she's looking around the house. She sees a clock. And Patty goes, oh, I assure you, that clock is worthless. She says, but it keeps time. So the IRS agent says, then it's not worthless. So then they're all sitting down with her. And the grandpa is like, you know, I'm a veteran. And she's like, why would you tell me this? And he's like, well, I just don't want to conceal anything. And then he says, also, I had a heart attack. And then later that year, we found out I have the diabetes. (laughs) (laughs) The dad says, um, he goes, oh, shit, I forgot to talk to Angela about the concert. The IRS agent is talking to grandpa again. And she's like, promise you won't go gallivanting off on a vacation because she'll still need to reach him. He's like... That's ridiculous. I never take vacations. And then she's like, but don't you take time off all the time? And he says, yeah, but for motoring trips, like in the mountains. And she says, what car do you use? And he says, the wagon, which is the business car. And then everyone's like, oh, fuck. (sighs) Idiot. So finally, Patty's like, you know what? We're just going to pay the taxes we owe. And the IRS lady is like, Deal,
1: the and it's so that's definitely not how it works.
0: Well, I do not know how it works. Uh, knock on wood, I've never been audited.
1: I mean, I have, but it uh, it it is not possible that an IRS agent makes the con- deal. Well, definitely nowadays they don't come to your house and like review your paperwork. Yeah, I'm sh- I positive they don't just show up and they're like, fine, we'll pay it, and the agents like. Deal. It's done. Well, Goodbye. What are, what
0: are the other options? The other
1: option would be, um, it doesn't work like that. We're gonna look everything over, and you'll get a letter from us.
0: And that, that person know, isn't gonna have
1: the 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 amount and know the, what it is. Yeah, they're not gonna be the they're not gonna be the deciding factor or the deciding person in this. Range right. in this at all. It's gonna go to a higher up person, they're gonna review things, and then they're gonna decide what happens next. It's there no way would someone in the IRS be like, it's a deal at your house during the <laughs> audit. The writers had never been audited either, <laughs> yeah. you know.
0: Good for them. Yeah. Um So the dad just walks out and Patty says goodbye to the IRS lady. They did sort of just have a fight in front of her and she has to be like oh i apologize you know that you had to witness that and the irs lady goes that's small potatoes compared to what i've seen what an interesting job she must have Mm, yeah many fights (laughs) i'm guessing So then Graham walks into Angela's room and he's like, oh, I made a mistake and you can't go to the concert. She can't give the tickets back though because Rayanne has them and he's made a mistake and it's because he's not perfect. And Angela says, well, that's become really clear. Uh, She runs out the door past Patty. Patty's mad. (laughs) Everyone's mad. Um, And then Patty says he should admit that He wanted her to go to the concert, you know, and he's like, yeah, it was one of the... He was like, I went to a Grateful Dead concert when I was 15, and it was one of the eight best (laughs) nights of
1: my life. And he remembers eight, like the the fact that he's like eight, that means he remembers eight. Do you think one of them is his wedding night? I hope so. And like the birth of his children. Yeah. Do you remember... Do you have... Eight Eight best nights of your life that you actually remember, yeah. (laughs) No, I guess, yeah, but it's why not just say it's one of it was one of the best nights of my life? Why (laughs) it was one of the eight best nights of my life,
0: you know? Maybe he's trying to (laughs) really drive home that he's only had eight good nights, you know? Okay, he's like, Nothing good ever happens to me, okay? I've only had eight good nights, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, exactly. Then we see Brian outside. He's wearing a cool sweater, is what I said. And he's taking out the trash. But he looks into his car and he sees Angela sulking in there. So he gets in. Angela says, oh, it wasn't locked. Brian wants to know if she's meeting someone in there. Which is a nod to how Angela and Jordan completed sex in a car. (laughs) 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 They had complete sex. Yeah. Um, And she says, ha ha, that's not funny. Brian offers her to come into his room, and she asks, what about
1: his parents? And
0: I'm kind of like,
1: who why cares? Why care? You're just a friend. Yeah. Like, what? Why? Yeah. Uh, okay.
0: Yeah, so that was weird. Um, he, he goes, oh, well, my parents are balancing their checkbook.
1: <laughs> do, remember when, do you remember when people had to balance the checkbooks?
0: I think my mom still does.
1: <laughs> yeah. Do you write checks? No. Yeah, I don't even have to. I don't even. I
0: did get a doctor bill, um, not the bad doctor bill. I got like a fifty dollar bill, a fifty. You know, I yeah. had to pay fifty dollars, and they sent me like a self-addressed stamped envelope. It was real
1: low budget, if you ask me. And was I was there like, like, call this number to pay, or like go to this website. To no, pay?
0: so you know what I did? I logged into my bank account and I paid it from yeah, there. Yeah, see. There you go. Because they'll send a check for you for free. Anyway. Brian says, why can't you go home? And Angela says, well, her dad would be upset if he knew she wasn't at the concert. Brian says, does this involve Jordan Catalano? And she gets pissed and just like gets out of the car and slams the door. Like he is still asking if Jordan Catalano is about to come meet her in this car. So now they're outside. It's really cold. So he offers her his sweater which I said is pretty cute. Yes. But then he says, try not to sweat into it. It
1: ruins the moment.
0: And she says, why do you have to say things like that? And then we hear Brian's mom yelling to him about the trash. Um, Brian says something about how she shouldn't act like some way towards him when she needs something. Then we see Graham come outside. He's like looking at the gutters, the rain gutters. But then he sees them and it's like, ah, busted. Uh, weirdly though, he takes his flashlight and just like points it at them. Like, I guess it was real dark anyways. So he looks upset and goes back inside. Then the next morning he's offering Danielle some juice, but she's like, ew. And Angela says she wants it, but he kind of just ignores her. So then she takes the juice and throws it down the sink. What a waste of juice. Yeah. So her mom says, (laughs) and I agree with Patty orange juice doesn't grow on trees. But Angela even though it does. It does. <laughs> Angela says, um, "He's being weird, and her mom goes, "Don't call him he." <laughs> so Angela looks like she's about to cry, and she says, when her dad won't look at her it's, her, it's the worst feeling.
1: I just never had I never had those I know feelings as a child, so it, it's hard for me to right. relate to all of this father stuff. So, Angela catches
0: up with Ricky and Rayanne at school, but Rayanne just kind of walks away. She's still mad about the tickets. Ricky says, well, I can see it from her side, and I can see it from your side, and I can see it from my side, even though I don't really have a side. But why did she do it? Was she mad at her dad? Anytime my dad gives me something and I'm mad at him, I
1: just can't even open it. Oh, okay, yeah. But his dad is his uncle who's been raising him because apparently he doesn't have a dad and his his real dad isn't in his life. But then we kind of find out based on this information he offloads to Angela that um, that his uncle slash dad is abusive.
0: Yeah, he said he breaks
1: down his door. Yeah. Angela says, well, my dad always knocks. And there's like no – the funny thing about that uh, that exchange is that she doesn't even acknowledge – That, that like, wait a minute, is he, are, is he abusing you, Ricky? I mean, when you're a teenager, do you think like that? Maybe she wasn't thinking like, oh, parents can be abusive. You know, she seems kind of I guess you're oblivious to that kind of stuff. If you haven't experienced it She's self-absorbed into whatever's going on with her. Uh, But is that just a teenage thing, you know?
0: I think it's an everyone thing, to a point, to an extent.
1: Well, if someone told me that their father was abusive, I would be like, What? She didn't even acknowledge it, Uh, but I don't know if I were a teenager, if if you'd notice, yeah, would I have to be kind of intelligent or if I hadn't, um, because he doesn't obviously outright say he's abusive. No, clearly, like it's implied, and um, she doesn't even acknowledge that. Well, I wonder if it's just just kind
0: of a device for slowly revealing.
1: Yeah, I mean, it certainly is, right? It's the writing. Because if she acknowledged it, then we would know everything all at once mm-hmm. instead of it sort of being spread but out over you episodes. could still
0: have her being like, we do find out huh. more. You still have a little like, huh.
1: Yeah, and then huh. or like maybe, yeah, she says that and then maybe he's just like, never mind, don't worry about it. And then they move on. Yeah. But instead there was no acknowledgement of that comment at all. Like, wait, yeah. he breaks down your door?
0: Angela is preoccupied with how Rayanne's mad at her. So Mm. she goes to the girls' room and she's looking under all the stalls for Ann's feet. And then she kind of leans up against that stall and she's like, "Rayanne." Yeah, Raeann comes out and she's all like, well, I did still go to the concert with some guy named Rusty. She says, you know, making you feel bad about it takes all the fun out of it. But she says, you know, your dad probably gives you stuff, so it's not a big deal to you. But to me, the fact that he did that, it's making me the green eyed monster because she's envious so then Angela's all like well you don't know everything about my dad and then she tells a story of that night that they couldn't get into the club that she saw him outside talking to some chick in her 20s and Rayanne is like oh I'm used to that my dad has had eight girlfriends since he left but you know even if he is that kind of guy he's still a dad that would give you concert tickets
1: so she just like brushes off the like cheating the you know suspicion of cheating like
0: yeah but does she no big deal does she have a point no I mean it is valid to be upset that your dad might be cheating on your mom
1: yeah but I guess at that age and particularly if Rayanne doesn't have a proper father figure that's b- the motivation behind that comment uh, but um, Angela she should know <laughs> Like, no, it's not okay. Yeah. If my dad is cheating on my mom, no. No, I'm allowed to be upset and like mad at him. Yeah.
0: So back at work, Patty's turning off all the lights and like shutting down. And then she kind of sees her dad there. And he's kind of reading over some papers. And she says that this is some kind of plan that she's made. She wants them to get these high speed copiers. And he says, well, that's a lot of money to spend. And she says, no, I figured it out. We could just lease them. It would get them more business. And he says, well, you've got it all figured out, don't you? And she's like, you know, I could work 16 hours a day and it would never be enough for you. And he says he's still waiting for an apology about what happened. And she's like, well, you're going to have to wait a while. Then she kind of starts crying. And she says, why does there have to be this distance between us? And he's like, well, it's not my doing. And then she's about to go in and hug him. And he says, careful, I didn't shave today. (laughs) So we're back to this fucking stubble shit. And then he, he reminisces. He's like, when you were a little girl, I'd give you a kiss goodnight. And if I hadn't shaved, you'd push me away. And then he says, that's what it's like to raise a girl. You're always walking on eggshells.
1: Ugh! what a sexist comment. You
0: think? Yeah. Because uh, women are emotional? Yes. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of like these two do not resolve anything. Mm. But he ends the scene by saying, like, are you hungry? I'll buy you a piece of pie. <laughs> I mean, it's like, I guess that's, you know, that's where they're at. They're not going to fix it. So then back at home, it's like nighttime, like everyone's asleep and the mom is, Patty's sitting up reading something. And Graham walks in and she goes, why do people give her such a hard time? It's about Yoko Ono. She goes, apparently the the reason the Beatles broke up is less about Yoko Ono and more because Paul wanted Linda's dad to be their business manager. I didn't know that. Did you? No. Yeah. I mean, that sounds kind of shitty too. Say that again. So I think Paul married a woman named Linda. Uh-huh. And then he was like, we should get Linda's dad to be our business manager. And I guess the rest of the Beatles were like, nah, no, goodbye. (laughs) No, I don't
1: want that. I'd rather just be our own business manager. We don't need a business manager. We're so good at uh, the accents that the the Beatles had. So it's 1994. Are the Beatles still a thing? Uh, The Beatles were definitely still a thing. They were still uh, a thing, but it was anthologies and stuff. Yeah, I don't
0: know. Patty says she's worked so hard to please her dad, he doesn't realize what it costs her, and he's never known what she's worth. You know, I think I married you, Graham, because I knew that you'd be a good father. And he looks all guilty when she says this, and then he turns around like he's going to cry, and he says he doesn't want to lose Angela. And Patty's like, you have to let her push you away. She has to push him off his pedestal and unfortunately patty is a thousand years late to that she tells him to stand his ground and let her know that he'll still be there graham says he loves patty and patty says she loves graham <laughs> so then it's like daytime and graham's outside working on the gutters and he's listening to music i wrote the beatles and then i said no way they could never afford the Beatles.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. What was it?
0: You know, I think it was a very, um, actually Grateful Dead style of music. So, um, I guess Graham, like, thinks he needs help, and he sees Brian Krakow, like, rollerblading. And he's like, hey! Hey! Come help me! And he, like, yells, like, angrily. Yeah, like,
1: several times, too.
0: Like, I really don't blame Brian Krakow for just, like, rollerblading away. Yeah. Um... And so then this makes Graham mad. And this is what he says about Brian Krakow. He's like, oh, I'm too busy picturing your daughter naked.
1: You know what? I think Graham is one of the worst characters on this show. Because he's gross. He's, yeah, he's weird. What a yeah. weird character. Yeah. I don't like And
0: him. I'm like, what is he basing that on? Like, why does he think, is Brian Krakow just like always showing up and being creepy? No. Yeah, so why is this? Where's the comment coming from? I have no idea. <laughs> uh, so Patty gives a drink to Angela and says, Take this outside to your father. And he's like, Can, Come give me a hand up here. So she climbs up the ladder too. And he says, How much did you get for those tickets? And she says, 120 but she owes someone $30. He says, You should declare the $90 profit as income to me. Do you get my point? That's what he says. I was like, I don't get your point. (laughs) Um, I guess he's like, give me the money. Yeah, I don't know. So she's like, well, Rayanne said the concert was good. And then she turns off the radio and he asks what she likes to listen to. And then this kind of becomes another bonding moment for them. But here's what Angela likes to listen to. She says, smashing pumpkins, which I remember those being big, rage against the machine Mm -hmm. I did not think that this was their year. Uh, Stone Temple Pilots and Billie Holiday. Oh, Billie Holiday mixed in. Yeah. So the dad's like, you like Billie Holiday? So I guess that's what they're going to bond over now. Aw. Yeah. And then that's the end. Do you think that she, but here's a question. Is she kind of equating anything like her dad's relationship with her with Jordan Catalano?
1: And We haven't seen that.
0: I guess I'm, you know, I'm looking forward to the next episode.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Let's move this thing forward. Yeah. We love you all. We do. Like, subscribe, comment, tell us. Do you love us too? (laughs) Go on Apple
0: Podcasts. Leave us a review. The next time someone leaves us a review, we'll send you a gift. Okay? You can DM us what you want. (laughs) Absolutely anything. Just let us know. Well, do you remember when Nathan was like, you should make some Jordan Catalano pencils or something? <laughs> so uh, let us know if that's a good idea. <laughs> Bye. 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 <laughs>